It is 7.20 on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. And joining us live in the studio from B540 is the CEO, El Presidente. What else? La what? Presidenta. I don't know. I'm bad at <laughs> I'm learning Spanish. It's just, I was just so bad I know. It's terrible. I, I downloaded Babbel. I still can't talk it. But Donna Bryn is here joining us. Donna, you are originally from New York, right? I am from New York. Do you remember when Unga would come into town? Unga. Yeah, UN General Assembly. I do remember that. It's awful. Havoc. Weeks. <laughs> havoc. havoc. Everywhere traffic <laughs> is out of control. Yes, it's a, like a total shutdown. So um, so you moved down here, and it's interesting. We we told the story about how you ended up in South Carolina, but kind of give us the Reader's Digest version. Yeah, 10 years ago, I moved down here with my family uh, for family reasons. Mm-hmm. We had um, My in-laws uh, had purchased a vacation home in the... North Myrtle Beach area. And um, yeah, it was just a great opportunity to come down and enjoy the beach. We just wound up never leaving and we were just getting ready to start the business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is like the textile capital of the uh, the East Coast. That's right. That's here right. on the border of North and South Carolina. So lots of sewing talent and fabric mills. And so it made sense to stay and it just was a perfect platform to So tell grow. us what the um, business it is that you do and how it came to be? Like, what made you think about going into this type of business? Sure. Um, Well, my background is Wall Street, which is kind of, I mean, I'm not really sure the segue there. Yeah. yeah, What were you doing on Wall Street? Spent 12 years working um, on the commodity trading desk for some of the financial institutions, AIG, um, Barclays Bank, Morgan Stanley. And, uh, you know, in a man's world, making my, uh, staking my claim and had some success. And, uh, you know, in 2008, wound up taking a package after the mortgage meltdown and um, got married, had kids and, you know, in a Brooklyn apartment trying mm-hmm. to figure out what I was going to do. Yeah. And out comes my husband with this inflatable punching bag toy that I remembered from when I was a kid. Yeah. And, you know, we had little ones and lots of energy. And anyway, it just <laughs> wouldn't last. Uh-huh. Uh, I kept on breaking hole in the seam. And um, so I patched up with some duct tape and went down to the local tailor with a piece of fabric and made a cover for it and then took that with an animal character printed on the front to the um, International Toy Fair in Manhattan and uh, wound up selling 500 units in a few year in a few days. What what were you thinking about like what how did this I you know it just it was one of those things where it just it evolved into something item. I would have never expected. Yeah. And, you know, of course, we had an eco-friendly flair to the whole thing. We mm-hmm. used, were using organic cotton for the covering at yeah. first, and then we wound up um, we wound up using dye sublimation printing on synthetic fabric mm-hmm. as we, you know, continued to sell the toy, and the toy got into Walmart, and that was really kind of what launched the business. So what di- people don't understand what dye sublimation is, but isn't that the fabric that's white on one side and yes. colored? on the other side. So a lot of people don't realize this, but if they look at their fabric of many shirts that they're wearing, all these funky prints and elaborate prints, but on the other side, it's white yep. of some kind. That's right. So we start off with um, white fabric goods. All different and kinds. All Well, yeah, lots of different types of fabrics, but all synthetic. Mm-hmm. They all have to be petroleum-based. And um, so the dye sublimation process is really pretty interesting. And because of the toy product and having that fabric covering using that technology, it's a digital print technology, um, we decided to invest in the equipment and and open up our own shop in Little River, South Carolina, which is where we are now. 
now. That was in 2018. So dye sublimation is a is a two-step process where you are printing images on like a gigantic inkjet printer onto paper. And then the paper with the substrate, which with the fabric, is loaded onto this big oven, basically. Mm, yeah. It heats up the ink on the paper, turns the ink into gas. The the gas um, then transfers into the yeah. fabric, and then the fabric um, is imprinted with the with the design. So, uh, like the best example that I could imagine is, uh, explain it, is like a soccer jersey. Yes, we do a like lot of jerseys. Where it has all the different names and the numbers on the back that's and all right. these logos on it. And it's, um, you're like, how do they do that? But yeah, that's the, how they do it. The good, I mean, what's really, what's really neat about the technology is that there's so much room for customization. We can mm-hmm. do small batch runs. And so you brought up yeah. jerseys. So jerseys is a big part of our business. We're mm-hmm. in the middle of baseball season now. So doing a ton of jerseys. Um, and so baseball, volleyball, football, mm-hmm. basketball. And uh, so that really is kind of our bread and butter. But yep. Go ahead, so I was just going to say, I wanted to give everyone an update on B540 because of the fact that uh, one of the dreams that you were talking about was uh, buying this other piece of equipment that is doing like a weaving. Yeah, I, I don't know how knitting. It's knitting, exactly right. okay. Knitting mm-hmm. and and cargo nets. If everyone could imagine that, you were trying to get a partnership with BMW, and you actually caught their eye. Yes. So they have a diversity, a supplier diversity conference every year. We've been attending since 2019, and um, we attended this year as their success story. So um, that's amazing. Yeah, it was that's really intense. great exposure. They have over 3,000 people that attend the conference. Mm-hmm. And so we had this three-minute segment, and it was in combination with Coastal Carolina University. Oh. So in 2019, we um, boarded the bus to Coastal Carolina, I mean, uh, at Coastal Carolina, to go down to the um, conference in Greer at BMW's yeah. facility. It's Greer. Yeah, grr. <laughs> you got to pronounce it right. Um, you sound like a foreigner. <laughs> I do sound like a foreigner. Okay, I can say Oregon, yeah. Oregon. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So we we go down to the conference yeah. and um, we met coastal representatives on the bus. And anyway, that grew into a wonderful partnership. Oh, and we're doing lots amazing. of apparel items for them and yeah. soft signage for the university. And so that was what was featured um, at the BMW conference. I but love that. I love the fact that you brought up the 3D knitting because it's really so exciting, this technology. The lieutenant governor was there in January at our facility yeah. to uh, to cut the ribbon. you know, And we were able to finance this new piece of technology through our success during the during 2020, mm-hmm. um, the pandemic, which yeah. is, you know, a lot of businesses struggled and we were one of those ones that grew fivefold, uh, from fabric face mask, being able to dye sublimate print mm-hmm. those masks with right. company branding. Anyway, we took those funds and, um, and all the, you know, labor that we had trained in sewing and, uh, and, and bought this, this, uh, what's, this knitting machine. What's cool about this knitting machine is that it can make a tubular shape yeah, in the so knitting it's very without much, a seam. Exactly. Yeah. That's, you hit the nail on the head. So yeah. um, it very much is like a 3D printer in that you are coding the machine to produce a knitted part rather than a plastic part to spec. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's seamless. Um, it's called knit to shape technology. Mm. So that, you're actually, yeah, you're coding <laughs> the actual um, product shape. And then instead of loading, remember when you were at our facility and we yeah. had those large rolls of white fabric yes. for the sublimation? 
done, and then we would have to run it through the machine. Cut well, it and, and then this, sew we're, it. We're loading the machine with the actual yarn. So the yarn is only knitting the uh, the product that you're telling the that you're coding the program. And it's one of the only machines of its kind here, right? Yeah, we're the only ones in South Carolina with it, That's and we're amazing. utilizing it for the automotive industry. So you mentioned cargo nets. So mm-hmm. you know we're starting to work with two. BMW Tier One um, suppliers mm-hmm. on that's the door way, trim that's applications. That's the way in. That's the way in. <laughs> so way yes, in. so it all began with this diversity supplier diversity conference. It all began with a punching bag toy. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah. yeah. Which is so crazy. if you were to give one message to someone who's trying to come up with something, you know, trying to change paths. I mean, you went from the finance world to this. Yeah. Um. What What is the advice that you give like what made you go to that fabric shop and say you know what I'm going to bring this to the toy show like what how did that work out you know the advice that I would give is never give up because mm-hmm. you have so to start the idea though it, it I mean it I think it it boils down to having a lot of passion and dedication to the actual idea you have to mm-hmm. come up with an idea um, but you know being able to drive the idea from start to actual finish is is the hardest part. Did you have to have a lot of money to do that? So, you know, accelerator programs are terrific. And that was one um, one way I think that I was able to find my path. So when we moved down here, I was mm-hmm. listening to and um, I was listening to a radio program yeah. and on it was featured um, the the founder of the Harbor Entrepreneur Center, and they're located in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm. And they provide, accelerator programs basically provide lots of resources for small businesses, entrepreneurs, people with an idea or people with something that's already developed and, you know, they're just looking to throw fuel on the fire. And they they provide you with, you know, local resources and help you to, you know, from start to finish on the business. And um, so, so they were I, key for you. They were key. So I did that for 26 ah, weeks okay. and uh, wound up winning their winning their pitch competition. Awesome. And yeah. So it was exciting. It was about nine years ago. And, and what is that organization called? Um, the Harbor Entrepreneur Center. And okay. they're in Charleston. So if anybody's and, interested. Yeah. So that idea. was a that was a wonderful platform for me to figure out the business and learn how to grow it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, money is also important, but, you know, there's fundraising, there's family and friends. There's yeah. lots of ways that you can get a business off the ground. But I think the key is to get that idea and then vet it, figure out what you need to be doing to mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that the ideal stick. So, Donna, is it uh, maybe you're already doing this or is it a dream of yours to help someone else? Be an angel investor of your own. You have people who have believed in you. That's very true. And giving back is a really important part of, um, I think, the the fabric, if you will, Mm -hmm. of somebody. um, Yeah. So... Yes, I do mentorship now. Um, we're starting to work with um, the Britain family, actually Britain Resorts and Hotels. We are one of their suppliers for okay. custom apparel and and soft signage, and so they have a wonderful mentorship program. And I've been asked to join that. Um, cool. I also do a lot of speaking engagements, and I really enjoy um, trying to, you know, help and cultivate success for others because it's an important way of giving back. I Absolutely. truly believe. And you have children growing in the community? I do. I well. have a 10 and a 13-year-old, uh-huh. uh, two sons. And this is a family business? And this is a very much a family business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My husband runs the uh, the production side of things, Dan Bryn. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, we've got a, a staff of almost 20 now. Wow. And uh, okay. Yeah. 
So cutting, sewing, embroidering, yeah. are and now you, 3D knitting. Are you looking for employees? Are you good now? We are always looking for people that know how to sew. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a an, a an apprenticeship program. We have a great partnership with Ori Georgetown Technical College and mm-hmm. uh, Apprenticeship Carolina, where we bring people through a program and help them yes, to understand that, yeah. yeah how to sew. Um, but mm-hmm. having some you know prerequisite skills are important. So if you know how to sew and uh, awesome, yeah, I'd love to. Well, have you. Donna Bryn, a B five forty. It's B. And then five spelled out in the number 40. Uh, Check them out online. They're right in Little River. Wonderful company. And I love talking about this sort of stuff. In fact, we have a trade segment coming up today at 9 a.m. Sponsored by um, the Ori Georgetown Home Builders Association. So stick around for that. We love talking about trades and and talking about all the good stuff that's growing in the uh, community. So thank you, Donna, and congratulations on your continued success and best of luck to you. And and we'll talk to you soon. We want another update one day. Absolutely. Love being here. Thank (laughs) you. We'll be back in a moment. Thanks for listening to the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers.